Hello, pod people. Welcome, welcome. This is Historical AF. We are a historian and a librarian and some special guests bringing you the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nugs you never knew you needed in your ear holes. My name is Natalie. I'm Kina. And our special guests? <laughs> we are from the podcast The Outer Limits. I'm Z. And I'm Ty. Yep, today is episode 61. And that's how many bottles of rum we have because it's pirates. Woo! <laughs> I'll take a little sip. Exactly. Are we drinking over there or we have juice? <laughs> I fun. should have brought rum though. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, it is like a Wednesday night. I'm not going to judge <laughs> I mean, typically when we record, I'm the one that's drinking. So, <laughs> well, I don't drink. So, yeah. It's fine. I got plenty of rum for all of us. Yeah, well, we're so excited to have you. I know that I think we met in a wine and crime group, right? Yes. Yeah, we're on a fan page. (laughs) Okay, listen, Kenyon followed us on Twitter not too long ago and then like actually tweeted that she subscribed and I fangirled. (laughs) Really? I was like, yes, one down, two to go. (laughs) That is awesome. So excited. I would have freaked out. Heck yeah. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, sure. We are a weird true crime and paranormal podcast. So anything weird, strange, paranormal, we talk about it, joke about it. We don't try to take much seriously or else we'll get too scared. So well, you'll get too scared. <laughs> I'm a scaredy cat here. So and yeah, I'm mostly just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, Ty's our resident historian, actually. So he's the one that does all the history statistics, all of that, whenever and we talk about something. So a lot of this like because when we do a topic, we like to bring in a, an objective perspective. So like I'll bring in a lot of the science that sometimes involved, like if there's been any studies done on the subject that we're talking about, or if there's a scientific principle involved, we'll talk about that as well. And also going into the historical context. And sometimes like we did a voodoo episode where I was actually able to use my minor in theology to actually talk about voodoo and all the stuff associated with it and actually bring in their actual theology. So that mm-hmm. people know, like, this is what voodoo is actually all about. Mm-hmm. So calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I can talk about nonsense. I'm the person that just was like, hey, look, true crime. He's like, hey, <laughs> that's yeah. associated with our theme. That's like a true crime or scary or paranormal. And, that's my job. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, no, I, I love it. Before I know the story and it's just awful. Yeah, that's, that's happened a couple times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was listening to the alien one today where you're like, it's never aliens unless it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> perfect. I go on a lot of rants about how aliens didn't build pyramids. Like, I have no problem believing that they're zooming around somewhere, like locking the doors as they fly by, but I do not think they built a pyramid. I think actually on that episode, didn't you go on a rant very similar to that? that we had <laughs> yeah. to down? Yes, actually, <laughs> there, there is a like 20 minute rant from me about just the absurdity of not believing that prehistoric cultures could be as advanced as we are now in our building sciences and how we have this mm-hmm. modern arrogance about a lot of this crap. And it's like, oh, we're the best we've ever been. How do you know? We don't have written record or proof. Like we have the pyramids. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly how old they are because you can't carbon date stone. Yeah. You can tell when it was formed in the earth, but that doesn't mm-hmm. give you much good on the carbon dating portion of it. So there's no real scientific way to test it other than what's on the surface. But again, that is so variable that it's basically meaningless. And everybody's like, no, they were this time. And we know because of these <laughs> things. And like, you don't know that. You 
presume that. And that is a very big difference between presumption and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Big, I'm sorry. That, that'll. I'm. I'm gonna be here Not for an hour if I, I keep I going. So that. I I felt that so deeply. I love those memes where it's like aliens had to have built the pyramids, and it's like, meanwhile, some dude. Is it in India? That guy that builds those giant temples with a spoon in the dirt. Yeah, and he basically a couple of like the primitive tech people, like the tech, primitive tech YouTubers, who like will go in and like just dig mm-hmm. down and build these like wonderful little like houses and stuff with like mm-hmm. sticks yeah like, yeah look <laughs> whoops it's like, why does it have to be alien simply because you can't explain it because yeah of- i always hated it when people would say something like well of course the egyptians had to like swim over the ocean to help the mesoamericans build pyramids and i'm like rage Like like when people finally accept that maybe the Egyptians did it, they can't fathom that Mesoamericans did it. I'm like, God, no. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) One of those moments where you just want to grab someone and shake them a little. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry, there was an advanced civilization here before Europe got here. Yeah. All we we brought was freaking smallpox. Some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're unclean people. And die. Mm-hmm. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, my, my my ancestors appreciate that one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Our little pin we give to Patreon. It's like history lesson. It was never aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. That is true. We do not know yeah. how Rome built their roads to last. But they did. There are still Roman roads in use today. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing about France that blew my mind the most is that you're walking on Roman roads and they just look better than any road I've ever seen in Arkansas. (laughs) In pristine shape for the most part. They've had some time, like a couple of bricks replaced because they get old. But other than Mm -hmm. that, the whole whole thing works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw recently they uncovered a mosaic road somewhere. Cool story, Keena. I saw an article. I don't remember where it was at, but they covered it. It was like in perfect condition. Yeah, you sound like me half the time where I'm like, I yeah. read something somewhere at some time. I read this thing one yeah. time that's really relevant. But if I can remember. Yeah. 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 Oh, good times. I know. I was actually surprised because underneath Notre Dame de Paris, there's a Roman bath. And I was just blown away. I'm like, how has this survived? And, you know, you never think that there's things under, everything's under Paris. There's like a whole city. But it's uh, it was really interesting. That's of course, everything. Hey, not as crazy as Chicago. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it just sinks and then we build more <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure like 18th century freaking chicago is down there just in the swamp probably probably pretty well preserved too <laughs> mm, i don't know about that it's still still like michigan so hmm. <laughs> i like, mean, we're at a point actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is not the cleanest of lakes. You said you guys are from Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what area? Northern Colorado. Yep. Uh huh. We're a little more up north, kind of. I guess biggest city around us is Fort Collins. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. if that's helpful, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fort Collins is probably the most well-known town around us. Yeah. Oh no, that's not true. Thanks to South Park. <laughs> We're from really like the South Park butt end of the joke that it's the exact opposite of Hawaii. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's where we're from. <laughs> the exact opposite of Hawaii. <laughs> what do you guys do besides podcasts? Oh Lord. Um, well, uh, nothing I'm, it's only podcast only podcast oh that that's her life <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually a massage therapist oh wow right? that's cool mm-hmm. yeah and i'm I, my day job right now because of covid and everything is i do like personal shopping for people so oh, yeah. but regularly what i prefer to do full-time is i'm a photographer so oh cool yeah. mm-hmm Oh, I'm an artist and I, I do things, but I'm not as good as photography as I like to be. So it's definitely a skill, but it's very yeah, difficult. It doesn't matter if you've done it professionally for years and years and years. You yeah, yeah. constantly are like, I'm not as good as other people. <laughs> I know. I think I'm like, I'm artistic because I can paint and I can design, but mm-hmm. photography is its own. I, I have so much respect for photographers. It's like magic. <laughs> a lot of practice. wizardry using making sure you understand your settings and then Mm. using your grid yeah (laughs) that's so exciting all right well do we want to jump into the episode let's do it shall we roll because i don't know who goes first (laughs) Uh, spooky do you guys want to go first or is that intimidating (laughs) yeah (laughs) we totally can go first if you guys okay this the dice have spoken (laughs) <laughs> so choice now. We're going back. I do like how you guys have a dice though. We need something like that because we never know which yeah. story to go first. Like, should we yeah. go with the sad story or the funny story first? We always save the funny for last. Like, yeah. try not to end on our stuff is so depressing. <laughs> I'm usually the person that's ruining everything. Uh, so I know. <laughs> I will say the morbid is morbid light, this theme, because, you know, 2020 is a son of a bitch. And I was not about to, I just, I wouldn't feel Add it. Add to it. Yeah. yeah. It, this year's definitely been a decade. That's <laughs> <laughs> something. That's something. It's only like, what, June? <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, that's the sad part. <laughs> we're not even halfway through this year. I know. It's like, so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Should, should we, like, talk about the scoop, spooky thing? Yeah, we should. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we had a we had a podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, pirates. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pirates. Yeah, pirates, yeah. I mean, it was so long ago, I, I, I've forgotten. It's practically uh, January at this point. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm treating this entire year like a gas leak year. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so we broke down our little pirate story into two kind of like we do on our podcast so he's going to talk about the historical side i'll talk about the spooky stuff so yeah (laughs) well well with that we actually figured out z over here was like hey let's do this and i'm like okay pretty much yeah what is that (laughs) (laughs) but to the google to the google yes actually we did the pirate house in georgia Yeah, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Georgia. For those of you who don't know about the Pirate House, essentially what it was is a pretty major landmark of the of Savannah, Georgia's port, and a lot of pirates live there. Like a lot of pirates would go in there and stay, and that was kind of when they came in from to the south, they went there. Even to the point that Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, he actually makes reference to this building, like to the. 
Uh, let me find my notes here. So, yeah. Oh, yours are all nice. You typed them and everything. <laughs> I always type my notes. Why are you surprised? You look so organized. I know mine like shitty handwriting. I don't think I'm going to be able to read it. See, and this is why I type them up. I know how bad my handwriting is. So, to be fair, you write like a four year old. I do agree with that. I do. But yeah, going back to this. So, we have the the pirate's house is mentioned, and Captain John Flint actually was stayed there, and that's the inn where he drunk himself to death. Mm -hmm. Supposedly. In in terms of the story. Yes. Supposedly, and this is kind of legend, but maybe, is that <laughs> Stevenson was inspired to write the tale when he was visiting the inn. And there's also early edition pages of Treasure Island that are on display at the Pirate Inn right now. Oh, how cool. Yeah, you can actually go in. It's kind of like a museum slash restaurant mm -hmm. slash tourist trap i don't know how and mostly tourist trap <laughs> mostly tourist trap at this point but yeah no they there if you want are really into treasure island you can go there and there are early edition pages of the novel that they have framed up and on display for you to see i would be trapped <laughs> I mean, I feel, like apparently according to the yelp reviews the food's like only okay but the atmosphere is fun so. yeah <laughs> I'd still be sold. <laughs> yeah, I, I would want to at least go in and see it and check it out. Yeah. yeah like, so, but like, just so like, if you wanted to go and you're like into like the, a lot of the literary stuff, there's a lot of literary history bound in treasure Island with that particular place. So <laughs> there's that. But what it originally began as is a trustee's garden for colonists. Ooh. It was basically an experimental garden to see what would grow in the soil. And yeah, so that started in 1733. Once they had established their town and their layout, they put a, the garden off to the side and like, okay, this is the area where we're going to grow shit. And basically had that space for them to be like, hey, here you go. <laughs> and they, <laughs> Well, they, they tried a whole bunch of stuff, like vine cuttings for wine, grape growing. Then we had uh, fruit trees, some flax, hemp, spices, cotton, indigo, Etc. 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 And they were hoping that the wine and the that the vines and the oh hemp trees. I think one of them. They were hoping a couple things would grow so that they could make that their center of trade. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. Oh. But what actually really took off was cotton and peach trees. Oh, okay. Georgia peaches. So that's where we. That's why that Georgia is the peach state. Is because oh. it was a place where they first were able to grow peaches and peaches, peach trees loved it there. So, yeah, so that became their major export was the cotton and the peaches. Well, that's cool. I never would have known that. <laughs> yeah. you know. This is why I do the history part. Yeah. Okay. So there's a, the small house that was built on the garden was the original gardener's hut. So it was basically where the caretaker of the garden lived and it is actually still standing and it is still semi attached to the pirate inn. And it is considered to be the oldest house in Georgia. Oh, wow. That's impressive. It's like itty bitty too. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny little house. 
so after they figured out what had grown and what was doing, they didn't need the garden anymore. So they redistricted it. Redid it. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> I got damn words. So words they did. Hard. Basically, they mm-hmm. redistricted the whole site into residential. And so the one of the first buildings built was the inn, the pirate inn. After that, and basically then it became the major inn because it was one of the closest ones to the harbor so that most pirates and a lot because it was a pretty seedy area a lot of darker and more violent folk violent unsavory characters would use that as their inn to stay in oh okay and it didn't help that there is supposedly a tunnel that was dug under the inn that went straight to the mississippi Ooh, i love a good tunnel <laughs> apparently under savannah there's like tons of tunnels too so this was just like one of many but that yeah. definitely was like a good direct route for them to be yep. shady yeah to the <laughs> to the point that they actually would commonly according to legend because obviously i have to say that because this is not a historical fact but it is a a legend about the place is that it was used quite frequently to shanghai people oh because of the tunnel, they could basically get them all liquored up, knock them out, <laughs> and drag them through the tunnel to their ship. Oh, no. Straight up caveman style, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, to the point, like, and that if, for those of you who aren't unfamiliar with the term Shanghai, it is not a racist phrase. Mm-hmm. I've heard some people try and say it. It's, a, it's not. Basically, all it means is that you basically got kidnapped thrown onto a ship to be slave labor to get the ship to Shanghai, China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so the actual lot. origin of the phrase. To be I, Shanghai. Do, I do just love the thought though of <laughs> they like liquor this guy up, get him out on the boat. They are like hundreds of miles away from shore at this point, And they're just like, I mean, I'm sorry, man, but you're here. So I guess you can work. Yeah. <laughs> you're here. It's basically you're here. Row bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> well, and and on pirate ships, uh, that actually was a real reality: is that they would be treated as slave labor mm-hmm. until they paid off their passage. I mean, a lot of people would just like die in transit, so they were always short on people because no one wanted to volunteer for that life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they, yeah. they uh, there's a legend about this happening to one of the Savannah policemen. So he, well. <laughs> yeah, apparently he went in to the pirate inn just to like have a couple of drinks after his shift and ended up being Shanghai. And it took him two years to get back to Savannah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So that that's one of those things. Like, again, we don't know the reality of it, but that's one of the stories told. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Okay, two years of my life gone. Like the dread pirate Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good night, Wesley. Most likely kill you tomorrow. (laughs) Good night, Wesley. Sleep well. Most likely kill you in the morning. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Huge Princess Bride fan. I watch it on the regular all the time. Oh, same. So good. (laughs) And yeah. And so kind of the last thing I wanted to say about this house is essentially some of the major names that had actually stayed at this place. So we have Captain Flint, Black Dog, and Billy Bones. Oh, wow. We're all reported, reputed to have stayed there. That's impressive. Have you guys seen Black Sails? No, I Not haven't. all of it. 
Flint is the main character, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of main characters, but he's, like, the main one. So I don't think I knew a whole lot about him until I watched that. (laughs) That's just some brief history on the the Pirate Inn at Savannah, Georgia, that I was able to scrounge up on the interwebs. Oh, I can't wait to go. (laughs) I know, it sounds super interesting, right? It does. It sounds amazing. All right, so let's get spooky, bitches. Hell yeah. <laughs> and over to Z. Yes. So a lot of the stuff that I was finding for like the hauntings and stuff basically revolve around seafaring seedy folk. A lot of the workers that work at the restaurant have reported hearing voices, getting touched, basically just your usual kind of ghost crap. Creepiness. Like, yeah. yeah, but essentially. Um <laughs> But I managed to, like, find a couple of videos on YouTube that the Savannah, like, tourist people have put up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it kind of talked a little bit more about the the spookier side of things. So those those tunnels that are underneath the pirate house, like Ty was saying, they're said to have led all the way to the river to actually get to the ocean and all that jazz. So there's a lot of talk that there was a lot of smuggling that was going on. I guess there this was during the time of Prohibition as well in that particular area. So they were bringing a lot of booze that way, all that jazz. But they've closed off most of the tunnels at this point. There's only maybe one or two that you can still like actually look into. Like No one can really go down there. But it's like a little open pit that they have in the middle of the restaurant that you can kind of like go, Oh wow, cool. A tunnel. And people like to throw <laughs> things in it, like popsicle sticks and change. Mm-hmm. Like when they were recording it, I noticed someone had thrown like a dollar bill down there. <laughs> like, it's not a wishing well guys. Like, <laughs> But I guess because of this, they always send like a worker down there to clean it out every once in a while. And the resident guy that they had doing it was like, he like refused to do it anymore alone because I guess he had gone down there and something had started whispering his name to him, which I like to, I like, I like to envision that it's just one of his coworkers like up top just being like, Gary, Gary. Yeah. We all probably had a coworker who would do that to us too. (laughs) But apparently he heard someone calling his name and then he felt someone grab his leg. Oh no! So, hard pass, hard pass. Yeah. So he decided that he was not going to do that alone anymore. <laughs> Which you know, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. There's also been a lot of customers and workers that have talked about seeing apparitions every once in a while, like sailors like drifting into the bar area. There's a lot of activity actually in the herb house, especially on the top floor where the I'd, I'd say bedroom, but it's not really a bedroom so much. It, it was just like a hayloft that people would sleep in. But apparently there is where people have reported seeing a... Let me see if I can find it in my notes. Mm-hmm. So they see a sailor in a bowler hat with blue eyes. And they've seen him for a few decades now. Different people have reported that one, which was super creepy. <laughs> very specific. That's yeah, very- exactly. But apparently a lot of people have seen him. Otherwise, basic stuff. Voices, touching, all that jazz. (laughs) Just to me, sounds like those poor ghosts are trying to get a little intimate. It's like whispering in people's ears and caressing their arms as they go by. (laughs) Please love me. Please love me. (laughs) 
Um, there's it's also- been several centuries since I've touched a woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sailing life is hard on some people, I guess. Sometimes. <laughs> um, the sea is a cruel mistress. <laughs> but also people have reported seeing the Captain Flint just like wandering around which may or may not be true because he might either a be completely fictional or b he might really might actually be a real person nobody really knows <laughs> so if he is fictional then people are so full of crap <laughs> that they're seeing him <laughs> but mm, to each their own kind of thing hey hey we don't judge people here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, no, we're not, we don't we don't go shame. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry, we're not on our podcast right now, so really, I can't say that. Yeah. On Black Sails, he's not only a pirate; he's a gay pirate, which I was like, that's very progressive. So very progressive. I, I don't like know that. how true any of that is. I don't think it was, but um, <laughs> idea of, of judging people. Kina has started a fuck you list to any oh, history yeah. figures we hate. So uh, oh, I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> it's very long. <laughs> <laughs> um, we always try to be like oh yeah so we're, we're not we're not judging and then we'll immediately say something judgy <laughs> I judge very hard that makes me think of like people who whisper when they're about to say something bad about someone and they're whispering I'm like they live six hours away why are we whispering <laughs> like, that might be a southern thing I don't know I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely more a southern thing because you know that's a we we do it loud and proud. Yeah, I was going to say Colorado. Coloradans get loud. Yeah, and then we're like, like bless, bless their hearts. Yes. <laughs> I was oh just god, yeah, that is heart. the most southern yeah. night. Um, oh man, that is just like, oh oh bless her heart. You're like, oh yeah. my god, what has she done? Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate, ultimate. <laughs> bless, oh well, bless her heart. Oh god, what did she sleep with the football team? What happened? <laughs> Oh, that and then some. Yeah. <laughs> For a bless her heart, yeah. Oh, yeah oh my goodness. So I wanted to leave you guys with one last thing for the paranormal stuff. So one of the videos that I watched that they had put out, <laughs> it was this pretty decent quality, like, little short of them, like, showing different pictures that were all spookied out. And it was like a, a rhyming sort of poem to talk about the creepiness that is the pirate house and the very beginning of it made me laugh so hard i'm gonna try my best to do this without laughing guys okay Uh, (laughs) godspeed (laughs) on savannah's east broad very near where it bleeds into bay you'll find the pirate's house right where it was back in the day (laughs) wait hold hold on let me see i gotta i gotta try to do this justice no no it 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 apparently is like this really like deep theatrical voice. Yes, like, yes, like, yes. Oh, where where'd you write that? Okay. Uh, on Savannah's East Broad, <laughs> where it bleeds into bay, you'll find the pirate's house, rich and where it was back in the day. Oh, you have like a trailer voice, like movie yes, trailer voice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and if you guys listen to our podcast, I'm the one who actually does all the voices for it. Yeah, he does all the voice acting for our like intros and stuff. <laughs> It'd be funny. I thought for a second, like even mine, like even yours, like, <laughs> <laughs> he does both y'all. Oh, 
so good. I just love that though. It's just like really that was the best rhyme you could come up with. It completely like shattered any sense of creepiness back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> it was the middle house where they um, lay. That is so funny. <laughs> Uh, the guy who ever wrote that was really proud of themselves too. I know. I was like, <laughs> the guy that it was like so serious, and I think that's the part that made me so happy about it is how serious it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, in in defense of the guy who did that, it was probably not his fault. He got handed a script. It was probably some like middle government official who was just ultra proud, like, yeah, I wrote this really cool thing, and everybody liked it. You do it, and he's just like, this is what I'm getting paid for. <laughs> back in the day <laughs> and he probably like looked into the, the booth and just like this is really happening <laughs> this is my life now like <laughs> I am dead inside thank you <laughs> or better yet be like this is going to make my career like <laughs> <laughs> now I've made it, <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> yeah like, I'm getting paid for this <laughs> I hope that's actually his real voice. Like that that exact oh. voice right there. <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I want to ask, like, where are you from? Like, <laughs> that is a character voice that needs no description. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. That was so good, guys. Oh, I really need to go there. I have some friends in Georgia. I need to go visit. We do take all the pictures ever. Yeah, it has everything. It has spooky shit. And it has literary shit. Hello, librarians. We are there. <laughs> or ex-librarian on my end. Former librarian. Former librarian. <laughs> Left the <a> life. <laughs> you, broke, you got out. <laughs> you broke free. It's all right. Yeah. You, you dug your way out of the return slot. This is, it happened. <laughs> For the glamorous life of historianing. <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic where there's no jobs. Woo! All right, next story. Let's see. Let's roll. Random. That's me. <laughs> okay. I have to say that I had no idea how badass this person was. And I went down a large hole. <laughs> I have I have like an idea who you might end up talking about. But I'm unsure. So I'm excited to hear who it is. Yeah. Like I did my research and then I found this thing on YouTube. It was a Discovery Channel thing. It was Lucy Lawless and she does like badass warriors in history. <laughs> so oh, then I was yeah. watching that and I was like adding things. So yeah, it's a bit longer than I'd want to, you know, admit to, but it's so good. So our random word, this theme was hornswoggle. <laughs> Good word. <laughs> and if that's not the most pirate piratey word ever, I don't know what is that is. Who so, picked that word? I think you can guess. <laughs> is it Frankie? Yes, it was Frankie. Frankie's one of our Patreon people, and he likes to pick the words most famous of words that we probably have never heard ever. Uh, and the best part is after he, I guess they were in the car when I message being like hey it's your turn to pick a word uh he and his wonderful wife sarah were discussing piratey words and he said that their twins started going arr and started calling each other scallywags so i feel like that's the biggest parenting win ever <laughs> yes <laughs> parenting done right 
They're adorable. So quick reminder, if you're a Patreon and you're brilliant AF or above, you get to pick a random word and a story. So, you know, join join Patreon. So if you're like me and didn't know what the fuck Hornswoggle meant, it means to get the better of someone by cheating or deception. (laughs) Perfect for pirates. It's like such a mouthful, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frankie. It's just uh, a fun word to say. <laughs> and I feel bad that I have to Google all these words now. I think they are challenging. I keep on getting these random words that they pick, and I'm like, should I know these words? Or are they doing this? Like, one was fartlick, and I really thought she was just fucking with me. <laughs> like, no. Is that a word? <laughs> it is. It is a word. It's a type of running. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sprinting, like really fast and then stop. Yeah. Could you imagine just be like, oh, yeah, I went for a quick fart lick? <laughs> like, what? Is- I really uh, wish that was marathons. That's what they were called. Just like, yeah. oh, I ran five fart licks. <laughs> I really oh. feel like that's some of my best work because I did, it was the holiday episode. So I did like Santa fart licks, like Santa runs. I was really proud of myself. Well, I mean, D over here has to deal when we have our friend Dusty on, mm-hmm. and she has to deal with him and me going back and forth because both he and I have a very broad vocabulary and a broad understanding of a lot of stuff. And so he and I will just go at each other, and she's stuck in the middle, like, please stop. Can you let wrong? No, it's not. Like, like, listen to some of our episodes of Dusty. They are hilarious, but oh my god. Those are the ones that are like five hours long. Oh, they are hell to edit. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's so much funny crap that I'm like, I want to keep it, but it's three hours long. (laughs) Podcast problems. Podcast (laughs) problems. Yeah. So, Dio Rainbows. All right, so for this random, I am going to present you the Pirate Queen, Grace O'Malley, one of the greatest clan leaders and warriors of Ireland. I've awesome heard of her, but I did not realize how incredibly badass she was until I really dove into it. Like, I really like Queen Elizabeth I, and to know that she was a contemporary and they were equally as badass. So now I'm like, she's she's on my top five now, top five favorite women. Really. Actually, that was a really, really good time for women, like just powerful women. In yes. Yeah. And they, I mean, they still dealt with a bunch of dudes being like, yeah, hear this. And they're like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, guys, guys at the time did not understand just because you have a dick doesn't mean you have to be one. Oh, man. Like, like oh, I mean, a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> New merch. <laughs> <laughs> just because you have one doesn't mean you need to be one yeah i love that so much so, during the time when most women were denied an education and kept restrained in their homes pirate grace o'malley led a 20 ship fleet that stood up to the might of the british monarchy she was considered a brutal and thieving pirate who controlled the coastlines through intimidation and plunder she was reportedly beautiful and could as easily seduce a man as she could dispose <laughs> of him with her swords. Swords Hot. plural because her token was two swords at a time. Fucking shit up. Oh, yeah. she double fisted. Okay. She double fisted. I love her so much. <laughs> Through the course of her life, she was known as the chief commander and director of thieves and murderers at sea. Can you imagine having that as your title? Hmm? Hell yeah. I mean, it's a mouthful, but it's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) 
Sounds like an administrator title. Like yeah. <laughs> admin appearance. So she raised and led armies, commanded a fleet of ships, was captured twice, imprisoned, faced execution, secured her freedom twice, fought pirates, was a master of political negotiation, and struck fear into one of the most powerful countries of the era, England. So quite the resume. Yeah, and if I remember right, one of the times she got away was by actually sleeping with the judge. (laughs) Everything I was watching and reading was like... She was a fierce warrior, but man, was she is a woman and she liked her sex. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure, yeah, she, she was one of the ones who like slept with a judge to get her stay of execution. Very big on her sexuality, which I didn't focus a whole lot on. There's like one like romance novel thing that I added. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> like, this is just ridiculous. So, <laughs> Grace O'Malley, which, oh God. Okay, so my name is Gaelic and I still don't know how to say Gaelic, but it's Granya Niwaya is her Gaelic name. Awesome. And I listened to so many YouTubes to say that right. So if you're Irish and I said it wrong, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. That's it. every dialect is different. So I just picked the one that the Google machine was like, this is right. So here well, we go. Yeah, because if you North Irish, South Irish, like Central Irish, the Gaelic yeah. is pronounced a little differently. Mm-hmm. Or if you're Scottish, it's pronounced way differently. And- yeah. Yeah. Gaelic is trippy because it doesn't sound what it looks like. <laughs> well, okay. There, there is a reason for that. There's actually a reason why Gaelic looks as fucked up as it is. Oh, Mainly because like they actually had their own written system, but because England was well, fucking England mm-hmm. and came in and was like, no, you're going to fucking speak English and you're going to write English. They went, all right, fuck you. We're going to use, use your <laughs> letters and put them down in a way that only we understand. So even though we're writing your letters, we still say fuck you with our writing. Okay, well, that makes more sense, and I support that. <laughs> I'm here for it. Because that's definitely the way to eat a stewart. Oh, yeah, I cannot do an Irish accent to save my life. So she was born in Ireland around 1530 as the daughter of a wealthy nobleman and a sea trader. His name was Dabhara. Oh, my God. O'Malley. But he was known as Black Oak, so that's what we're going to call him. And he commanded the biggest fleet of ships in Ireland. For hundreds, if not thousands of years, so it depends on the sources you look at, the O'Malley's had sailed their ships around the coast of Ireland, Scotland, northern Spain, where they traded, fished, and plundered as pirates. Grace was dead set on being a sailor like her father, who had told her all these stories all her life about adventures at sea. And But at the age of 12 or 13... You know, because history. She was expected to fulfill her duties as a woman and marry a rich clan leader. But she could care less and declared that her only love would be the sea. Did not bode well. (laughs) (laughs) As you can imagine. As legend states, Black Oak was getting ready to sail on a long journey. Grace argued that she was old enough to finally join him, which would have been true if she was a boy. And you can imagine her parents were appalled by this notion and forbade her to go. And one of the most famous excuses that her father gave her is that her hair would get caught in the ropes, so she couldn't go. So she fixed that by shaving her head. (laughs) She's like, now what, Dad? I'm good to go. And then he was still like, no, you can't go. So she stowed away on the ship, and then she only revealed herself once they were too far out to sea to turn back. So check and mate. (laughs) 
So basically, <laughs> she did like the opposite of a Shanghai. So yeah. she's the one that stepped out and was like, "Hey, I guess I'm here. I might as well work." <laughs> oh God! Like how how would it feel as a parent? You'd be like, "No, you can't go," and you go, and you're like already like three days out to sea, and suddenly, "Hi, Dad! Son of a! <laughs> I told you no!" And apparently, he only had a stepson of sorts could have been like illegitimate and like his name meant something of pipes i can't remember what that was so it, in the translation it could mean that either he could sing really well or he was a drunkard because pipes was also code for like a type of wine that came in pipes so it makes sense why he kind of accepted her because he had nobody to teach his craft to so at that point he decided to accept grace as his quote-unquote son and then teach her everything he knew like really radical even for that time for him to just yeah. be like, okay fine let me let me teach you the ways of the sea yeah i just sort of imagine him just like looking at her looking over at his stepson seeing him like <laughs> eating glue and just being like <laughs> all right let's yeah. do this <laughs> uh, best of two evils a lot of people say like he really truly loved her and he saw that no matter what they did, she was going to love the sea or whatever. So he kind of accepted, but she did eventually accept tradition and she was married off to a rich clansman named Donald <laughs> minus the D uh, who was next in line to be chief of the O'Flaherty clan when she was just 16 years old. He is described as being all brawn and no brains. So quite the, quite the win there. But she stuck by him for eight years and had three kids with him before he was conveniently killed. Quite uh, convenient. Black widows. <laughs> uh, and then she very quickly proved herself to be a better leader than him. And even though, like the Don- like the Donald, oh my God, Donald's clansmen could have just abandoned her at the time, they all stuck by her because she was such a great leader. So that <laughs> also says something. So when Black Oak died, she also inherited a large shipping and trading business. The income from this business, as well as the land she inherited from her mother, enabled her to become extremely wealthy and powerful. And she took her place as chieftain, even though the law said she couldn't be one. She says, that's tough for the law. Here I am. (laughs) Yes. Hell yeah. Like, oh, sorry. Never mind. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah, too bad that the law says I can't do this because I already did it. Too bad. Let's do this. See, I'm sitting here like I kind of have a feeling where she just walked into the chamber, just kicked the door down. And I was like, sorry, I'm in charge now because my dick is bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it's like, it. you need proof? <laughs> Pulls out both swords. <laughs> yes. So she commanded hundreds of men in some 20 ships and raids on rival clans and merchant ships. She also ran afoul government officials who made repeated attempts to curb her activity. So England kept sending people to be like, stop her. And then she would just fuck their shit up and then they'd run away. So <laughs> she became a thorn in the side of the British, obviously. <laughs> no, no, Ireland would never do that. <laughs> and the best part is that eventually her ships would stop and board traders and demand either cash or a portion of their cargo in exchange for safe passage. And it worked out brilliantly because she knew everything. She knew there was about 300 islands in this area and she knew how to navigate each one perfectly. And she knew what time of day the sandbars would pop up. So there was no way anybody could escape her. Like they, they could 
corner anybody. So she had a market on this. And then she was like, well, I'm going to just tax you, even if you're protected by the British, which the British did not like. (laughs) Yes, because they're fucking British. Yes. And her escapades were legendary. One tale claims that she did battle at sea a day after giving birth. Hell yeah. Damn. That's awesome. Yeah, the story is she was down below deck nursing her newborn baby. And then a bunch of North African pirates like stormed her ship. And then she got really pissed off that they're messing with her. And everybody upstairs was like losing. And she comes up there and just shoots her gun, just like raging. Like, I don't have time for this. And she was so like <laughs> crazy. That would that be she it. Scared <laughs> them and they ran away. That's the hormone rage. In in my in my mind, I just hear like again kicking open the door to the <laughs> down below and just be like, "You woke the baby." Yep. <laughs> Nothing is more pissed off than a mother whose child has just been woken up. A day after having a kid, you were not in a good mood. She's <laughs> like, probably tired and cranky, and that was the yeah. last straw. <laughs> like the rage she showed in one shot was enough to make them deboard the ship. So I can't like, imagine. <laughs> like she crazy. Uh, we going. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Another story is that there was a shipwreck and they decided to go search, you know, everything that was floating ashore for some riches. And she does happen to like stumble upon some hot dude named Hugh. So she was like, yeah, let's take him back. And she nursed him back to health and they became lovers. <laughs> and it's like straight out of a romance novel. Um, that was until he went out hunting and a rival clan ambushed him. And so he did and she pissed. And then she oh, hunted no. down every single one of the men that killed him and then gathered her warriors to fuck up their whole clan and completely demolish their castle. So, don't mess well, with her lovers. Woman scorned, man. Yes. Don't do it. Has a temper and I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she's Irish, so definitely. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then she ended up strengthening her clan by marrying her second husband, Richard in Iron, and he was the chief of the Burke clan. She had control over the southern part of the bay, so by marrying him, she gained the northern part, i.e. all of it. But she would only marry him if the castle of Rockfleet was part of the deal. So she made a prenup that said that they had one year trial period where she could decide whether or not she wanted to keep him or throw him out, which she did. <laughs> A year later, she exclaimed, quote, I dismissed thee and kicked him out, but kept his castle. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, savage. <laughs> but they actually remained business partners. So I'm assuming, like, the castle just wasn't big enough for the both of them. <laughs> like, they were still friends, but she kept his shit. <laughs> huh. like, this castle's mine now. Here's your box of belongings. Now go. Oh. I watched the video on Discovery. It just shows her throwing his shit out the window. (laughs) uh, Historical reenactment. I really enjoyed it. Love it. So Queen Elizabeth I was becoming concerned about the Spanish Armada and the possibility that the Irish chieftains might side with Spain against England. And if they did, that would allow them to have a back door to enter England. So she was not thrilled about that idea. And for the most part, England implemented the divide and conquered policy. They couldn't really afford to send an army. So she would negotiate with feuding Irish chieftains. And then she would place her own people in each one that would adopt English law. She was trying to control things. And Mm -hmm. then enter Sir Richard Bingham. 
He was a ruthless governor that was appointed to rule over the Irish territories. And he is the dickbag we're going to talk about the rest of the time. Ooh, he was a dickbag. He's he's on the fuck you list. Yeah. So Grace would not have any of this. And then Bingham shows up, takes a bunch of her clansmen, including her son Owen, and he murders them all very brutally. And then he lies and says that he deserved it because he was resisting arrest. So, sound familiar? I was literally about to say the exact same thing. (laughs) Same here. Fuck that guy. So, uh, she raged. So mad. So, the Pirate Queen turned her defense into the attack. The English was forced to make a hasty retreat. She had the upper hand because she knew the land and water and could carry out some guerrilla-style warfare against them. So, basically, they'd be in the woods. They'd pop out from behind some trees, fuck some shit up, and then just appear. Like, disappear. Nobody would know where they went. So she was Ninjas. Yes. <laughs> and then at one point, another one of her kids, there's no reason anybody knows, but he sided with the Bingham guy. So she was like, fuck this. And she showed up with an army to his castle, killed all his guards, caught his castle on fire, and humiliated her son to show him a lesson. And uh, <laughs> pull him out I by his ear. Yes, exactly. Like a very extra version of that. Like, no. You were not, no, this is not happening. Could you oh. imagine just like a mom busting into a house party, burning everything to the ground and like dragging their child out? That's insane. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like my Aunt Kim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love her so much. But eventually Bingham sent a fleet of warships into the bay and then cornered her at her castle at Rockfleet. You know, the one she stole from her second husband. Uh, under the guise of negotiating a truce, she was lured out and then arrested. After months of being in prison, she used her political savvy and some old contacts to find some superiors who just happened to be above Bingham's level. And they struck a deal that she could go free if she left a few of her members of her clan as a sign of good faith in jail. She eventually got out. Meanwhile, her clan was surrounded and attacked by Bingham's, Bingham's troops to the point that they had to live on their ships because he was burning everything to the ground. Again, Fuck that guy. And she was unable to physically fight him, so she moved on to a battle of wits. She decided to go over his head as far as she could, straight to his boss, the Queen of England, Elizabeth I. Dang, going straight to mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wrote to Queen Elizabeth explaining her plight and emphasizing that she had no problem with the crown, but it was Bingham himself she was mad at. She went into great detail about how he murdered her son and pillaged her homeland. She was simply doing what any mother would do. So I she, mean, you know, she just straight up Karen'd him. Like, <laughs> I'm going to talk to your manager. <laughs> I need to talk to your manager. <laughs> she asked the queen to give her free liberty during her life to invade with fire and sword all for your highness's enemies without any interruption from any person whatsoever. It was an ingenious plan in the guise of fighting for the queen. She could continue her life at sea, unhindered by English and free from Bingham's control. However, the situation took a turn for the worse when her favorite son, Tibbet Nalong, or also Toby of the Ships, was his new name. He was captured by Bingham and he was facing execution. So now she's like super pissed. She's like, you killed my one son. You kidnapped my favorite son. My other son's just like an asshole and it burnt his shit to the ground. So this is where we're at now. (laughs) Grace O'Malley jumped straight into a ship and set sail for England, undertaking the most dangerous journey of her lifetime. 
The seas around the coast of Ireland were patrolled by English warships, and Grace was a notorious rebel who would be seen as a great prize if anybody had captured her. But she sailed down the Thames, determined to seek an audience directly with the Queen. It was a great risk. She could have been thrown straight into the Tower of London and executed. But fortunately for her, Queen Elizabeth I was intrigued by this headstrong rebel woman. Grace and Elizabeth shared something in common. They were both powerful women in what was, at the time, a very much man's world. Though carefully worded letters and petitioning the Queen's advisor, Grace secured her meeting with one of the most powerful women of her era. She was walking into the lion's den and literally past skeletons of pirates that were just left on the Thames as a warning. But she did it like a badass. Word of her arrival would have spread like wildfire. So it's thought that like people were just lining up the Thames to just watch her come down because they just wanted to see what she looked like. Quite the spectacle. When the queen finally granted Grace an audience, she arrived as the queen's equal and did not bow. This is really big because <laughs> the only people who do not bow to a sovereign is another sovereign. So this is when she's like, I'm a motherfucking pirate queen. I'm not bowing down. So that's, that could have gotten her killed. But luckily for her, Elizabeth I was still intrigued. And to the shock of court, they retired to sit by the fire and talk about their parallel lives and overcoming the jealousies of men seeking to destroy them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, did talk with a lot of people. So this just shocked me. <laughs> well, I, uh, but on the other hand, it's finally like, here's a peer, someone I can oh. actually talk to who understands my struggle. Yeah. So, from the queen's perspective, it's like, holy shit. Like, I wouldn't have bowed to me. She yeah. didn't bow to me. She's my peer. Like, she's straight up, like, she is a queen of her nation. Just, like, snaps. Yas, queen. Like, <laughs> yes. So good. I love it. <laughs> so Elizabeth was seen as a leader of the army and empress of the seas, but she had never actually seen a battlefield. So it was very likely that she was incredibly intrigued by Grace, who had seen both battle on the land and the sea. So they really hit it off and they struck a deal. Elizabeth dropped the charges and was very impressed also that Grace had attacked her own son's castle. That was very emphasized. Like she was just tickled to death that that happened. So I thought, yeah, that <laughs> if you look into the history of royals at all, yeah. <laughs> Should have been like, oh, I should have done that. <laughs> oh, to what, like George? I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that would saved me. That would saved. That would have saved Sherwood. Like that would have saved it. Like when I just gone in there, I'm like, no, fuck you, George. <laughs> oh, so great. So the queen granted her everything that she asked for. Her family was pardoned. Her lands were recognized by royal decree, and she ordered that Bingham release her son. And also come back to England to face charges of murder and abuse of power. So that just makes me happy. <laughs> Dude thinks he's getting away with everything. And then he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the Karen when I need to talk to the manager. And suddenly he's like, yeah, we caught you on camera doing uh, murder, uh, pillaging, rape, uh, exceeding the bounds of your authority. Yes. Ah, uh, so. Basically, we've never heard of him because he didn't have a great end. <laughs> but, so the hornswoggle worked. But it seems that Grace O'Malley didn't keep up her end of the bargain. Records show that she and her sons continued pirating and even fighting neighboring clans when she was like over 67 years old. Dang. So she's like, I'm going to stop being a pirate. And she did not stop being a pirate. Despite yeah. Grace's 
Thus, in England, political unrest and turmoil continued to grow in Ireland, and it culminated in a historic battle of Kinsey, which brought the curtain down on the old Gaelic way of life, and it signaled the end of the world of clans and chiefness, chief, chiefness, chieftains, <laughs> a new political age dawned. And then Grace died quietly of natural causes in 1603, the same year as Queen Elizabeth I, and they were both 73 years old. What are the chances? <laughs> same age, die the same year. That's awesome. Oh, I love it so much. So there's a small chapel on Clare Island, Ireland, that contains murals on a wall, and it depicts this way of life that Grace fought for. And even though those murals were there during her lifetime, she would have known them and she knew the monks that were there. They were called the wayward monks and they preached a doctrine that was really removed from that of Rome. And there's this unmarked tomb in the temple that dates from Grace's time. And it's very extravagant and is a lot different from everything else there. And everybody on the island says that this is the final resting place of Grace O'Malley, the queen who hornswoggled Queen Elizabeth I. I love it. So I'm going to show you a picture of it. It's really cool looking. Hold music. So it's this little kind of like looks like ball. a boat. Yeah, let me make it bigger. That's hmm. really cool. It really does look like like the ribs of a boat. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought too. So they're like, there's no way to know. I don't know if anybody's actually tested anything or anything. I mean, that's possible. They could, but. They know that the time period matches up. So this is where they think she was buried. So sadly, the men that couldn't cut her down during her life cheaply wrote her out of history after her death. This is a story as old as time. You know, despite her accomplishments, Grace O'Malley was not remembered in Irish history. In the Annals of the Foreign Masters, a seminal source of Irish history that was compiled just a few years after her death in that area, she was not mentioned a single time. Makes me so mad. The only explanation for such enormous emission from Ireland's historical records is that her power was uncomfortable for the men of her era and in Catholic Ireland. Fortunately, thanks to the work of biographer Anne Chambers, Grace's life has been pieced back together, largely because English state records. So every time somebody was writing England about how she's fucking shit up, they kept that record. So the irony... It's not lost on me that her entire legacy was saved by her enemies, not her own country. Oh, I just love it so much. That is awesome. <laughs> I feel like that's so fitting, though. Yes, I think she would get a kick out of it. So now her story lives on as folk stories, songs, poems, musicals. You know, they preserve this legend of the Pirate Queen. There's a lot of movies. There's a lot of stuff coming out about her. And I just think that it's really cool. And most recently, she has her own bottle of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) It says, quote, the idea for a whiskey dedicated to Grace O'Malley was initially conceived by Stephen Cope over 10 years ago, combining his two passions in equal measure, quality Irish whiskey and the legend of Grace O'Malley. Quote, I was on an annual pilgrimage with some friends to the Anishbuffin, sorry, and bought a book about Grace by Ann Chambers with me to read on the trip. The social aspect of the trip, the combination of the scenery and the history of this formidable woman was what brought this whiskey to life. I want to try it. Me too. (laughs) Thought it was so cool. I just like Queen Elizabeth the first is one of my favorite people because I just. She, like, everything was against her. 
and she was still able to do what she did. But I'm like, they had like parallel lives. They did different things, but they both did the same thing in general. Like <laughs> a bunch of men try to take them down and they're like, nope, not today. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna happen. Just like <laughs> well, and they like right away on their boots. <laughs> they also ruled over a bunch of men and fuck shit up. Yeah. And uh, I mean that especially for Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. I think she's just so cool. And I just I also just love the thought that like, you know, the Irish people just stop writing about her, but it was English that saved her legacy. I think she would have got a kick out of that. <laughs> Be like, my enemy saved me. Mm-hmm. I like Dion's comment where it says whiskey, the highest honor in Ireland. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend you may watch that. It's a discovery channel thing. It's on YouTube, but I have to find that one. That's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. She has a whole series on w- warrior women. And I was like, this, I'm going to have to watch all of them now. <laughs> <laughs> and who better than Xena? Yeah, I know, right? She was like, they were talking about her style of sword fighting, and she was sword fighting the weapons expert. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> Man. <sighs> Warrior so, yeah. princess. I know. So, Grace Smelly is really badass, and I really like her. And I'm really ashamed that I didn't know this. But now I do. Well, <laughs> history has rarely been kind to women. Oh, it's so true. Like, it is sad how many times we research or even in school when I talk about women it's just like well this person tried to delete her from history but luckily there was this one thing where we could piece together their entire legacy like this yeah. is- luckily another woman came along yeah <laughs> it's tiring like Hatch Epsit's one of my favorite too and yeah they tried really hard out. yeah I'm like this is oh, it's just really sad yeah Oh man, yeah, especially when the barrels took over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna make Egypt a superpower. All right, fuck you. That's our legacy now, and we'll try and erase you. <laughs> yeah. Well they're yeah, it's like every civilization too. It's if it was just like one major power is acceptable but this is the entire world's history like this it it is again and again and again the only time that it really hasn't happened is in china of all things yeah yeah i didn't get to talk about yeah china had a really notorious woman yeah she yeah she was awesome (laughs) that's the one that i thought maybe you might have gone with because we talked about doing that one but there was like nothing spooky to go along with her so we're like Like, she's just badass she's just so cool (laughs) yes she might be on mine she might be on natalie Woo! oh man so what do you got natalie do you want me to roll for you or do you want to I kind of want to do my funny one and okay. save the, my others for next week. Okay. Next week I have weird and historical. So probably the woman you're thinking about will be in my historical segment. Yeah. But I want to go ahead and do funny just because it's lame. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that, so for me, it, it was kind of hard to find something actually really funny with pirates because a lot of like, <laughs> murder. Yeah, and pirating, murder, uh, murder, rape, pillaging, um, you know, all the awful things, all the normal funsies that they have of pirates. Yeah, Um, so I looked up really dumb pirate jokes, 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, am I, have a, I do actually have a funny story to go with this too that I'll say at the end. Oh my God, these are so awful. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, my, God. Hey, my two-year-old nephew will love these, so let's keep going. <laughs> well, and Kina... Kina actually like likes dad jokes or will laugh. Like I can't stand like I cringe. I cringe with really bad jokes. It's okay, Kina. I'm with you. I love terrible jokes. I, I know so much. I'm so pumped Nat- for Natalie. This. I'm with you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm like we we're equally. <laughs> there we go. Kindred spirits of podcasting. Yes. There we go. All right. So. A pirate and a sailor were exchanging stories. The sailor pointed to the pirate's peg leg and asked, how'd you get that? The pirate said, I, I wrestled a shark and lost me leg. The sailor pointed to the pirate's hook and asked, how'd you get that? The pirate said, I, I fought Redbeard's crew and lost me hand. The sailor pointed to the pirate's eye patch and asked, how'd you get that? The pirate said, I, a bird came out and left droppings on me eye. The sailor said, that's not as impressive as the other two. I, the pirate answered, it was my first day with the hook. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. I heard that one. (laughs) And scene. That would be totally my luck if I ever lost a hand and had to replace it with a hook. I would end up injuring myself immediately. Not Um, probably. (laughs) I have a friend that lost her arm, and every Halloween she puts a hook on. <laughs> I would now. If I had a missing limb, I'd be pirate, or I would totally own that shit in some way. Um, or I love it when I see little kids that have wheelchairs, and their parents are like a hundred and ten percent, and makes their little wheelchair into their costume, like a little ice cream man, and. They- wheel or i saw a transformer one that was really mm-hmm. awesome I'm like i am all about that i think that's awesome <laughs> so yeah. cool Although I, I, one of my favorite amputee tattoos that i saw was one guy had lost his foot on his other foot he had tattooed one foot in the grave <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that brilliant okay. i respect that that was good hmm. right. my thing is i would want to make sure it's a joke that i will still find funny 20 years from now like, I would have to make sure, like, is this going to get old? <laughs> yeah, I, I I say one foot in the grave would, would be a lifetime joke. That one's fine. I'm like, I'm okay with this. All right. This next one is maybe a little bit better. We'll see. A cruise ship passes by a remote island, and all the passengers see a bearded man with an eye patch running around, waving his arms wildly. Captain, one passenger says, who's that man over there? I have no idea, the captain says, but he goes nuts every year we pass him. So a man stranded on the island? Anybody? Nobody? Yeah, I got it. I got oh, okay. It. I was like, cricket? Cricket what? <laughs> you didn't <laughs> catch that. way too long. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Sound. Oh, my God. Should I stop now? Like, oh, no. no. I, I, I got it. I got it right away. I'm just like, oh. I'm just no, I know. Off. I'm with you. I saw your face. It's all right. Yeah, no, I, I didn't I get it right away. Yeah, I was like, I saw for a second. I was like, the wheels were turning, too. I was like, what? Is that yeah. the end? <laughs> like, like, she just had that plastered her, like, I'm listening smile on. Just. <laughs> What's I, next? I do not look like a puppy. <laughs> You're uh, like, 
That was embarrassing. Next joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I saw Keena's face and I'm like, oh, bless her heart. Oh, I know. That was <laughs> Bless her heart. Okay. These are going to be <laughs> a little better for you. <laughs> We're on par. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to lift this down. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's get rid of the thinking shall we? <laughs> sorry. Can't blame the rum, can Four I? shots of rum and sorry to kick in. I definitely can't. I've been drinking water and juice this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why did the pirate go into the Apple store? Any ideas? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> he went to buy an eye patch. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what has eight legs, eight arms, and eight eyes? Eight pirates. They have one each. <laughs> Can you tell how old this one was? It's like, what's the next pirate internet sensation? Planking. I'm like, that's old as fuck. Yeah. Not as old as this history podcast. So. <laughs> Ah, it's gone past. It's it's so far gone and so old that it's gone into history. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what it feels like. I'd love to see a history book on memes. <laughs> oh God, no! They will be probably. Oh, there will be. I made a documentary about cats and how why they're such a popular memes and videos now. So, mm, <laughs> which actually was point. interesting to watch. Oh, what did the ocean say to the pirate? Nothing. It just waved. (laughs) (laughs) How much did it cost the pirate to pierce his ears? A buccaneer. (laughs) Yeah. That was clever. I like that one. (sighs) I know. (laughs) Ty's soul is just dying a little at a time. Uh, My IQ is dying. I will I will do one more of these and then I have a funny story about one of my friends. <laughs> and this what do you call a pirate with two legs and two eyes? A rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I do I do have to interject that they've actually figured out that the main reason why pirates wore eye patches was not because they lost an eye. It was because of the light. Yeah, so when they went above deck and below deck, they just swapped the eye patch over, so one would already be night adjusted, and they wouldn't have to worry about it. Or they'd so they would be it up instantly through. blind going yes, down they, below. They could always they'd have clear eyesight no matter what. Huh. So that's, that's why eye patches were so popular. That's cool. That's one of my favorite pirate fun packs. Mm-hmm. The the you know. <laughs> wow, like Natalie and I are in, like on such a similar wavelength. It's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> I told like, you before she got on that you were like the Natalie of this podcast. <laughs> man, man, I didn't realize how true your words yeah. were. Well, he just, he just knows more than me. That's all. Yeah, especially like I was listening to them, and he's like, "Okay, let's let's get back on track." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you are the Natalie." <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Even what we were doing earlier, I'm like, "Kina, let's make sure we're on time." <laughs> I was texting her, and I'm like, "We need to check the time." We don't. Got several guests today. But one of my funny stories is that my boyfriend Emery likes to he he laughs sometimes at terrible jokes. And he told this to 
my friend and I, and we were drinking and he was like, where does the pirate go to get rum? A bar. (laughs) (laughs) And of course she's like, she's like dying laughing because she's, uh, it's just crazy. And um, he's like, well, where does the pirate go to pass out when he's done drinking for the night? In the yard. (laughs) but the best part though is he's like where what planet does a space pirate go to get Rome and (laughs) my friend she was like space (laughs) (laughs) and the correct answer is Mars (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love the commitment though just (laughs) she was like space (laughs) (laughs) master's degree in her defense we have been drinking and it was about 1 a.m so <laughs> the the slap happy oh, was so and... funny it's <laughs> oh, amazing uh, <laughs> so randomly um we will say that occasionally and yes we all work together so randomly in the hall you hear space <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those one that just gets keeps living and living it does and living. it does it just keeps Love echoing it. around space like nothing. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, uh, what the fuck is that from? But it's uh, fine. It's it so rolling. wholesome and funny. Oh, I just love it. <laughs> anyway, that is all I have. <laughs> and horrible, terrible pirate jokes. Ooh, Thank uh, you for that. Man. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and just remember, space. So it's all good. Every time I think about pirates, that's what I'm gonna think about. <laughs> well, they, they do have Planet Treasure Island, one of the most underrated Disney. I films. love that I, movie. Oh, that is my absolute favorite. I watch it at least it's twice. So a year. good. I had such a crush on Milo. <laughs> Treasure Planet is someone it's just oh that's one of my favorites. That probably actually is like <laughs> the Treasure Island, like the Muppets version, and then Treasure Planet are probably like my gateway to my obsession with Treasure Island, which is why I'm like, I would be trapped in that tourist attraction. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. immediately go in. Yeah, like the, the fact that they have early edition pages framed on the wall is just like, yes. oh man. I it makes me think of when I went to Carnegie Hall, like I love that they have original scores yeah. of editions framed. And one of my favorites, well, one, I love Benny Goodman and how they had his clarinet, but also have like the first ever percussion ensemble piece ever created there in original scores. Like they have the, you know, you can see the scribble out of Mm -hmm. mixed notes and they even have some of the original instruments a part of that piece too. And that same semester I was there at college, the same semester we had just performed that piece too and in the percussion ensemble. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's here. And it's so, so like with the Treasure Island, I'm like, I need to see this now, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's <laughs> road trip post COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Road trip in separate cars, <laughs> social distancing road trip. 
<laughs> it's it's uh, in the treasure room is what it's called. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I want to So they have different rooms in there. Like, so they, they have the captain's room and then a couple, they've named a couple of the rooms. But yeah. And the, the pages are in the treasure room, which is like where all their collectibles and everything, like their historical stuff. That, that just reminded me one of the videos I watched. <laughs> um, the guy was like walking over to where they have the little access into the tunnel. And he goes, yes. He goes, and over here we have what, <laughs> what the owners call the tunnel. <laughs> and over here we have what the owners call the tunnel. And I literally, I paused it and just laughed my head off for like a solid three minutes. It was so funny. I'm like, there was like, so he had like the dramatic pause and everything. Like you thought it was going to be something really cool. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dion, I would definitely also have to be removed from the Hans Christian Andersen Museum as well. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Where's that oh, one? Isn't that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, Oh, it's it's, uh, it's in Europe, right? Yeah. Um, oh, to God. the Google. <laughs> Ask the Googs. Uh, Denmark, I think. Denmark. I think so. Uh, I think it's in Denmark. Thank you. Yeah, Denmark. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dion answered you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Google yeah. faster, didn't you? Um, <laughs> I know. Like, Google is fast. I was like, I, I thought it was Denmark, but my I I doubted my memory for a second, and I should never doubt my memory. No, I doubt <laughs> all the time. Yeah, but um, he has a Dedic memory, so oh, I, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I literally like sometimes I look at him. I'm like, what was this time and place and thing? And he's like, oh yeah, this. Like, oh, oh cool. Yeah, that was that, that, and this. And actually, it was this day, not the day you're thinking of, because that was this and that, and that, and this. <laughs> he's pretty uh, much my like walking, walking encyclopedia. <laughs> like, well, I, I also just want to point out, like, it, now it's not that I know more; it's just that I remember more. So I, I remembered things. That'd be so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked yeah. up to be. I feel half and half. Like so I, I remember the most random shit perfectly. Yeah. Or it's completely gone. Mm. Like it's it's kind of one extreme or the other. I don't know. Like I don't even know what happened yesterday half the time. But then, yeah. but I'll remember this. Like it just happened today. Like space. Like that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm exactly the same way. I literally can't. I barely remember what I did earlier today, <laughs> but if you ask me like art history questions or like true crime or paranormal questions, I'm like usually just like yeah, and just like right away answer, answer, answer. But anything else, I just eh. <laughs> yeah. Now in my case, it's just if it makes it into my head, it's there, like it doesn't go away. And like even from like the randomest things, like I'll be walking by a TV. That's just playing some documentary and like, I'll catch a phrase, like a couple of the pieces of it. And then I'll, I'll not think about it. And somebody will bring up something that the documentary is on. I was like, Oh yeah. Did you know that this was that and that and this? And they're like, how did you know that? I don't know where I learned this from. Where did I? And then I, I'll sit there for like a half hour trying to figure out where I heard this from. Then I'll remember. I was like, Oh yeah, I was walking by and there was this documentary that my dad was watching as I was going. And like, I had just come from the bathroom and I was just going upstairs and, like I just heard that little bit, and it was on World War Two, and 
It's annoying. <laughs> it makes me think of, um, that's how I am with sounds, with music, in the sense that my mom would quiz me. Like, she would turn the TV on to something, and she's like, wait, before you come in, what is it? And I would know instantly what movie it is. I would, or I, would, I could even say what part it is. Mm-hmm. Um, same with documentaries. Like, anything I've seen on TV, I've got it memorized. So maybe that's what, I just need everything to be digitalized, please. Just put it on TV. <laughs> I'll know it. Just watch something on the on TV about it, and you'll you'll be golden. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. Well, also, Happy Father's Day. This comes out on Father's Day, so <laughs> oh yeah, oh, we're just awesome. it on in there. Slide <laughs> that in there. Uh, Woo! Uh, you are a father. Happy day to you, sirs. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and we have a shout out this week. It's going to go out to Jason. Thank you for joining Patreon. <laughs> staying here, even though we're so fucking weird. Only <laughs> weirder with guests. I know. I was going to say, I think we no, just added like so much of that. Why are powers combined? Like the one. Should we be Captain Planet? Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for getting that, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we are the same (laughs) (laughs) oh man jason is our new majestic as fuck patreon so thank you and he joined patreon the day he discovered us this is is an awesome dedication i know i'm so floored and so excited he tweeted and was like i just binged the first few episodes and i had to join and i was like you're you're (laughs) my favorite people (laughs) Man, hero status. Right? Mm. So if you want to be cool like Jason, uh, join Patreon. That's <laughs> patreon.com slash historical AF pod. And you get lots of cool benefits. And you get to watch this live. So <laughs> yeah, like this episode, two and a half hours. And you're only getting like an hour. So what happened in that hour and a half? You'll never know unless you join Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so many tangents. <laughs> I'm like a mullet wave. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and we also have merch and stuff you know you can check that out and then we need stories for our listener stories historically a pod at gmail.com and you guys plug 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 where do we find you oh yeah everything at the otter limits yep oh it's otter so, with d's not yes t- otter <laughs> as an odd o-d-d-e-r as in, as in we are odd very <laughs> odd parents <laughs> um but yeah pretty much every social media the otter limits um twitter facebook yeah, all of it um and then like throw out a podcast platform we are probably on it mm-hmm. <laughs> under the otter limits and for one location for us we do have our website up at the otter mm-hmm. yep if you want to just like go on there and find everything mm-hmm. and just also you can reach out to us if you want to talk to us or anything we're at the otter limits at gmail.com mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. give us a listen guys when yeah. we hope we that you like us if you do if you don't then you know just yeah, stop listening um, and throw us away <laughs> Yeah. We're basically just a trash fire of a podcast. Uh, so we're we're a little uh unrestrained and we do we do a lot of spooky stuff, but we also do it with a tongue-in-cheek kind of style. So we, yeah. we make a lot of jokes. It's actually a pretty fun time, just <laughs> constantly laughing at each other. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you might learn something. You never know. Yeah. I've been enjoying, I've been binging. 
No, it's an alien episode where they're like, it's never aliens unless it is. And I was like, oh, oh. That's what we say. uh, uh, That was our tagline for our aliens episode. It was, it's never aliens. All right. Eventually. Man. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Like, this has been a, like, absolute blast. I knew we were going to get on. Like, the second that we started messaging each other and I checked out your podcast, I was like, these guys are so great. I need to do a podcast with them. Like, they were so fun. Yes. And don't worry, guys, they'll be back for part two. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we still have another wait. Oh yeah, we were doing pirates, right? Yeah. For a little bit. (laughs) Oh, but we had a blast, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you guys. And we will see you guys next week with part two of Pirates. Yay! See you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. See you next week.